following podcast is rated D for delicious. It is the Dungeons and Diapers podcast. I'm Crofton Steers, uh, one of your two hosts here to talk about the balance that we strive for as parents, young kids. How are we going to manage our nerdy interests? How are mm. we going to manage these crazy kids? And with me, as he is Every single one of the episodes we've done so far, which I think is nine others, although I'm very bad at math. This is episode is 10. Wrong. So, yeah, nine others. Yeah, you nailed this it. This is this is 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. So, Ryan Murphy. Ryan. Yes. Welcome. We've survived another two weeks. It's been, it's been a harrowing effort, but uh, we are here, and we are here to talk about our adventures. We, we were going to record last night, but then I couldn't find the... Uh, the fifth and sixth Paw Patrol rings, so we couldn't form the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, unfortunately, I was unwilling to sacrifice Zuma to the Soul Stone. So yeah, the the Paw Patrol rings that you somehow have been collecting from cereal boxes <laughs> or whatever. We'll talk about it a bit, but basically, the rings are from a, a cupcake set that we had for Caden's birthday. So I just wanted See, to put them all on and feel powerful. <laughs> I see. I, I like how Tha- Thanos has has made wearing rings, a th- you know, a power thing for men. Now they're like, oh yeah, this used to be gay, but now it means power. Um, well, I think didn't didn't they try to do that with Iron Man three with the with the fake out and um, the Mandarin? Because that's the power, the rings of power, right? In the Marvel universe, as the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as the Mandarin. You outnerded me there. Good job. And, um, you know the. the uh, the thing, the thing I, f- I find is like uh, when you were like, "Yeah, we survived another two weeks." I almost feel like that's how we should be opening the show, like a survival, <laughs> like it's a survival horror show. It is, and yeah. uh, as you can see from my uh, um, evil-looking goatee that I have managed to grow in the past two weeks, we could like just yeah. let our facial hair grow and oh, start yeah. be start speaking more and more haggardly. Like I, I just survived, Ryan. I, I don't know if I can do it. You know what would be hilarious, and I'm going to beat everybody to the punch on Twitter and uh, our email and basically any public format where people can question my ability to grow facial hair, but even if we waited two weeks, it would just, it would look like, like, I was in grade nine, just this, like, light fuzz would just grow in, and I've never let it go longer than, I think, maybe a couple weeks, because A, Ashley hates just despises it because it doesn't it just doesn't grow into facial hair it just like it's like it just goes to a fuzz and then stops and like i don't know we're gonna play chicken who's gonna win uh me the inability to grow facial hair or you uh person who does who doesn't like the itch you know so uh, yeah yeah i i uh i feel lucky to finally be doing a podcast with someone who makes me look like I can properly grow facial hair because <laughs> my other podcast is with two men that have fairly robust beards right now oh. and they were going they were doing a beard off and I was like hey guys what about me and they were like just go to the kids table and yeah like, I think if if anybody has issues with facial hair they can just you know sit by me and be like Oh yeah, I can grow a full beard, and Ryan's just gonna look like he's still in high school. So I feel so much better now. Yeah, I've accepted my fate, and I've embraced it. It means I only have I have to shave like maybe once a week, <laughs> so it's it's kind of nice. In, in speaking of accepting our fate, I tell you, like living in Canada right now, and mm. I know that you're not in exactly the same spot as me, but pretty close. In 
I mean, it it has been super crazy cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and like today, there's it's just absolutely dumping snow. I mean, it, it's tough. Like having kids when it's too cold to take them outside. You know, finding activities for them. Yeah, you know, I. We we got we got it, not to you know talk weather but uh, we had we had a bunch of snow this morning and then it shifted to rain so uh, actually we took the kids out this afternoon and just to kind of finish shoveling up a little bit because it was all wet and yeah it resulted in some some very wet snow 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 suits but uh, the kids just had a blast running up and down the streets surrounded by snow but just being able to it was like a nice mixture of being able to splash in puddles but also have snow and and pick up snow and throw it around and stuff so it was a it was gross don't get me wrong driving was terrible <laughs> but the kids they were able to find this 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 piece in in between land that is is it snowing or is it raining is it spring or is it winter um, I wish it would just snow and the snow would stick and then we we could live with it for a couple months as opposed to this will they won't they kind of winter we're having right now it's it's somewhat frustrating for me what i just find the like i don't even mind because i'm a bit of a homebody and stuff like if i was Mm -hmm. an adult by myself i just play video games and watch movies and be cocoon and hibernate and just have have a blast but the um the reality is with kids it's super tough because you you need to burn off their energy first of all so they Mm -hmm. sleep properly and then it's like you just got to find stuff to do to, you know, so they're not like just watching TV hours on end. And like I, I'm fortunate I'm in a big enough city in which like we got a bunch of museums with kids exhibits. Like there's stuff you can do. But say you do need to do that. Like I went to the wave pool last weekend. Oh, with, really? With, with Gwen and, and my buddy Mike and his kid Ivan. And – it was a zoo because everybody else is there. Like it's crazy uh, busy because it's freezing outside and nobody yeah. can go outside. So everybody goes to the wave pool. And so it's like a choice between staying at home, extreme temperatures outside, or just crazy numbers wherever you go and dealing with uh, um, craziness. So it, it kind of feels like a, a shitty time for parenting right now. Well, yeah, the winter is always a, a tough because for me it was like it we're we're potty training Caden and the cold outside is one thing for someone who's who's just in underwear who's been used to a diaper but also like it's just it was like minus 30 late last I think it was late no it was the, early this week we've had such a wide variety uh, of weather and you're right like when you're at home um Caden Caden will want to watch TV but we try to like you know, keep them busy in, in the living room just as they play. And, and, you know, it's hit and miss, but you're right. Like burning off that energy is, is essential because the difference between today where we were outside shoveling for a good half hour, he went straight to sleep. But as opposed to yesterday where he had, has been babbling and, and getting out of bed and, and walking the hallways. But it's, uh, yeah, weather, winter is, is a tough one. And honestly, as soon as I get in the thick of it, I just find myself wanting that spring back so I can take you know, Caden and Abigail up to the park because um, that was always our routine in, in the winter or in the non-winter months where we could just go right after work and, and go to the park. So I do miss that for sure. You, you get those routines going. I totally know what you're saying. And then then you sort of miss them as well. And to make matters worse, the, the constant insideness, like both 
for kindergarten and for for activities means that germs are just flying around and like my entire family has been sick over the course of late December and January and it's just been you know brutal sick baby sick toddler you know oh. sick parents and so now now we're we're pretty much like knock on wood through it Good. but but uh it's brutal like so anyway i'm i'm totally feeling the winter crunch right now the winter blahs if you will well it's almost uh, february so i think we're like we're getting we're getting through it. We're nearly there. Honestly, I was super surprised to look at the calendar and, and uh, there was an announcement for a new video game uh, or a, a video game's release date. I think it was Wargroove, uh, this new Advance Wars style game for Switch, PC, and, and a bunch of other platforms we won't mention here. Um, not that we're a Nintendo sponsored show, but in uh, anyways, yeah, <laughs> not that. Eh? No, no. Uh, Money, please. But yeah, if you're listening, Nintendo. Um, but no, it got announced as, oh, and it's soon, February 1st. And I'm thinking to myself, like, February's like, oh, wait, it's like next week. And yeah, it's uh, time is flying, which is good for us winter. What country do you live in, man? It's, we're going to be in winter until April here. Like, we got months. You're crazy. Oh, come on. We're I'm fine almost... with that. But I'm just like, February is like the stepping stones towards March. And then March is like, pff, winter. Where are we at? You know? That's my, how my time. How, that's how time works now. When you have kids, like it's just it's month by month. <laughs> this is truly a Canadian podcast as yes. we spent so much time speaking about weather. But I do think that there's a, an association to make there with with kids. If you have, dear listeners, great indoor kids suggestions, uh, let us know because I I would love like if it's like what set up an obstacle course for your kids. I'm like mm. okay. Build Whatever. That's what we do. We just Caden's got into like tearing off the couch cushions. They're just on there with Velcro. So he'll take them off and you know, by the end of the day, like the living room looks like a bomb went off. There's just toys everywhere. And I'm like, where does he even like he just takes this stuff out, sets it on the ground. He literally like takes stuff out, sets it on the ground and walks away. And I'm like, what I have to clean that up. So we've gotten into a routine of, of making him clean up with us. He hates it. <laughs> he has no idea <laughs> yeah. what he's doing. He's like I'm like, can you pick up these puzzles and put them in the blue bin? And he's like, I have no idea what you're asking. This is like, what? Put Why them in the that? bin? I took them then out, I, though. Then I wouldn't be able to use them. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're like uh, yeah. Watch this. You're Instead of watching Paw Patrol, we're going to be watching Tidying Up with Mary Kondo today. And you're going to be learning all sorts of organizational tricks. And he, he's, he's like, Dad, this sucks. Yeah. Just l let me do puzzles. It's true. It does suck. But, you know. It, it, you can at clean. least tell him it will always suck. Y yeah. I don't think cleaning ever becomes this uh, fascinating and excitable thing. <laughs> no. No. For sure. You know what is a fascinating and excitable thing? What's that? A movie I saw this weekend, mm. Ryan. So I feel like this is, uh, and I, I'm i sorry to all the listeners who have not seen the movie I'm about to speak of. Last week, Ryan, and uh, last week, last episode, Ryan and I went deep into conversation on Avengers Infinity War, mm -hmm. which had been released on Netflix. This week, we're I think we're going to talk about another movie um, that we both, Scene. So if you have not seen this movie, you don't want any spoilers for it, then you may want to like fast forward or something at this point. I think this is a uh, new record for the show in that we're spoiling something. Now, Infinity Wars was our first spoiler conversation, and that was uh, eight months late. So 
now you look at at Spider Verse. This is only like a, we're in like a month and a half. Seven you know, weeks, yeah. Yeah. So wow, seven weeks. Okay, yeah, you're right. That is almost two months. So we're getting better at this. I, I think like the only way we could get it better is if we planned it. Uh, I wonder. I guess I'll, I I try to shy away from like major major. Plot yeah, like I wouldn't spoil like the ending, but certainly there's a lot to talk about that could be considered a spoiler for sure. So I am. Um, I don't go see many movies in theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I hadn't even seen Avengers: Infinity War in theaters. We, we talked about, we talked about it, and one of the reasons why is I put this artificial limitation on myself that I, I didn't want to go see a, a movie unless I was going to see it with my wife, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like that we would we used to go see movies all the time. So. The reality is it was really difficult, even though I have a lot of evenings free or she'll have evenings free, we don't necessarily have them both together because the, the baby takes a lot right now. It's the first year baby's life. She's she's going through teething. She's There's a lot. There's she's it, We can't leave her for extended periods or we don't feel comfortable doing it right, right now. Uh, she's not on the bottle and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it's going to see a two-hour movie and the commuting time associated either way makes it pretty difficult. So I've just sort of not been going to see movies. Um, and then I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's not a big deal. I've spent way more time this year playing video games that I want to play. I, I decided last year I made a conscious effort to sort of play more video, like in, spend my time in playing video games and less on the movies and stuff, the more engaging stuff and, and less of the passive watching. So, but I'm a huge, huge spider fan. And, mm-hmm. and when all the reviews started come pouring in for spider verse, the hype was insane. Like it just kept building week in week out. I would check my Twitter. There would be people oh, going back to see Spider-Man for the third time or whatever. I just felt, geez, I'm, I'm, I'm missing out here. And finally I I went to the movies on the weekend. I dragged uh, some of my friends, uh, one who had was like, we're going to see a cartoon movie. Like what's going on here? <laughs> and, um, Hmm, and, I uh, wonder who that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have been anybody. Yeah, it could have um, been anyone. It, it uh, and anyway, um, you know when something is hyped up like extensively over time, yeah, yeah. it's very it's very difficult to live up to that hype. You're dissecting it with the hype in mind as well, um, especially as an adult and stuff. But like, I gotta say, all this build up, all this blah blah, I gotta say. That uh, so the movie Spider Man into the Spider Verse, it's an animated movie, mm-hmm. is possibly my personal favorite movie that I've seen for the past five years, maybe. Like, like I can't think of a movie off the top of my head that I've enjoyed watching more in the past five years. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't qualify it like that. I, I kind of looked at it as like, okay. How do I rank this thing? And I thought this is probably my favorite Spider-Man movie across all of them. You know, in terms of appearances and and I know Spider-Man one and two are great uh, from the Sony uh, the early Sony days, but honestly, I think this one tops just due to sheer just the abilities that they're able to portray in an animated format. Right? It's almost not fair considering that this is this is a comic book adaptation, and you kind of you need that freedom. And of course, they've they've done their best with with uh, you know CG and and the, the most recent Spider-Man movies. But I really do feel like it's it's the great my personal favorite Spider-Man movie, and it kind of like encompasses a lot of the 
a lot of the actually pre-MCU Spider-Man movies. Like, it, it kind of addresses a lot of those. If anything, it kind of ignores the fact that the MCU exists, which is, is kind of... Well, I guess it makes sense considering how long this movie's been in development. But, yeah, like, best movie you've seen in the last five years? I I, I agree with that. Like, most enjoyable? I, I think that... that like, that I had the most, most fun watching mm-hmm. and that I thought afterwards, like... like we're walking away from the movie and like going over the good and the bad and trying to like nitpick to a certain extent. Like if I was a critic, what would mm-hmm. I say? Negative, constructive, whatever about this film. And all I could go get it, go away with was positive. And then it, I thought, well, you know what? It went down like sweet ice cream. Like it went, it just felt so delicious and so smooth. And then, then tomorrow I'm going to forget all about it. Like, like that was kind of my, what I felt like my hidden sort of criticism to, to mm-hmm. it and then the next day i started thinking about it more it was in the back of my mind i started looking up some some clips and like uh um i, I started there's so much humor in it that it's mm-hmm. almost deceptive it deflects from some of the 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 more resonant themes i guess if you will and uh i started feeling those or seeing those almost afterwards thinking about the movie in hindsight and and i'm like i am now trying to get my wife to see it uh and going with her and like i'm looking into like how can i work out a babysitter and how can i i haven't gone to see a movie a second time in theaters for ever maybe i said the force awakens twice i don't even think so i can't so, remember like, the last time i've seen i think the i remember seeing 300 twice not by design and that's and that's a long time that's ago. a little well that's way before yeah. kids but because uh, i saw jurassic park twice in theaters i remember that i saw like uh, you know um oh, you know, I saw uh, home alone one twice in theaters uh but you're going way back <laughs> but yeah no these are but the time the first time you go see a movie twice in theaters you kind of remember you kinda, yeah it kind of leaves a leaves somewhat of an impression um but uh, but this one and I haven't seen it yet and it may be out of theaters. I was just like, man, I wish I could have buy the Blu-ray right now. And I don't give it I, shit about Blu-rays. I like, was thinking I, as soon as I walked out of it. So I know that I've enjoyed a film when the first thing I do and Ashley, I went and saw it with with Ashley and she really enjoyed it as well. Uh, she hated the fact that I made her wait through the credits. I always do that. I always look it up ahead of time and I say to her, like, look, there's there's something after the credits. It's a bit of a joke now. I think we talked about this when we when we talked about Infinity War. Um, but what I normally do when I really enjoy a film, as soon as I get out, is I, I read all about the process of making the film, the, you know, the production, any news about, like, sequels. I remember, the obviously, the last time I've, I did that was coming out of Infinity War. Um, and then the time before that, I remember in a similar nature to the Spider-Man movie was the Lego movie, you know, and I came out of the Lego movie, absolutely adored it, loved it. And I remember walking. I have not seen that one and it's made by the same people. And I'm very tempted to now hunt it down. Uh, I don't think, well, oh yes, you're right. It is the same, uh, directors slash producers, uh, the Lord folks, uh, what is it, Chris and Phil Lord? Are they brothers or yeah. are they two different people? I don't. I think I think they're I they're they they did the Jump Street movies. Yeah. They did Lego and and then they were working on Solo and had the creative disagreements, got fired, yeah, or whatever, and and then landed on their feet with this movie and then some. Yeah, um, it's. It, so. I think it's nominated for a 
best animated uh, for best animation film. Um, animated and out I, of and, Vancouver, which is really and cool. I hope it wins. Like honestly, it won it won the Golden Globe, and uh, it, now it's nominated for the Oscars. And they just released the Oscar nominations, and obviously, like Black Panther had a cultural moment. It was all over. Everybody was talking about it, and it's nominated. It's the first superhero movie ever to be nominated for Best Picture. And I know they have this ghetto category, Best Animated Feature, that keeps the animated. Fe- films from being nominated for something like best picture but holy smokes man i i like black panther was as a movie was was a pretty good movie like i i enjoyed it it was well done mm-hmm. but but into the spider verse is just so much better like it's such an amazing experience and it also has the the you know the empowerment themes that black panther uh, has um it has it has as well and i would say almost done better um yeah so but i mean yeah, I, I i see where the not to agree with the academy but i do understand where they're coming from where i you know i talked about how what they're able to do with animated films has always differed from you know just straight up uh uh well, normal films, non-animated, you know, it's getting closer and closer. The lines are, are, are blurring more and more. But now when you look at the Spider-Verse film, like it's just, it's so different from an animation style that it, it completely says like, oh yeah, this is why we have two separate categories. I do agree with you. I think there, you know, maybe there should be like, you know, best, best film and then best animated film. And then like, Hey, but but really, best film, you know? And I think that Spider-Verse would kind of pop to the top there, especially for me. I did like Black Panther, um, and I understand the importance of it, but, like, I really thought that Spider-Verse was just a really... Probably the best comic book-based movie I've seen because it's just it's so contained yet familiar, and I just... Uh, yeah, I can't wait for more. I just... I This is the problem. The only problem with the animated films is that I know we're going to have to wait, like, three to well, four years for a sequel i don't even know if like see this is it they're talking about all these sequels and spin-offs and all this and i get that like great to a certain extent but but i just feel like it we it could dilute this film like i'd like to see more movies mm. like this but like I, they're like oh let's do you know everything's got to be a cinematic universe and like yeah. i wonder if it uh, you know a couple of sequels down the line it's gonna it's gonna make me not appreciate this film as much as i am right now and i i have to say like it it really does an insane job of acknowledging everybody's familiarity with this this character and this property and for me i've never been satisfied as a super spider fan with the live action portrayals there's always been something that's grinded my gears so for instance for the toby mcguire movies i didn't like toby mcguire and i actually didn't like so sam, sam raimi's overall tone and i know people love the second spider-man spider-man 2 but it doesn't it's still like to me did not resonate with me the way that like like i got into spider-man with the 1960s animated series and like 1970s 80s era spider-man comics um like that i got used from the book market before getting into like the 90s stuff that was coming out of the day so i i sort of like that's my that's my comfort zone and then you know it's like how people are never satisfied with how books are brought to screen Mm -hmm. i'm never satisfied with how spider-man is brought to screen um 
and then then the Andrew Garfield ones, I was like, oh no, they made him this cool dude, and they they're going for dark and angsty and all this sort of stuff. I was like, nope. And then and then when Tom Holland came along in the MCU, like they really like he's really a great Peter Parker, really a great Spider Man. I I love a lot of that, but they made substantial changes to the Spider Man that. I knew growing up, like it's not the same characters in high school. It's not the same. True. Like it's, it's heavily integrated with the Marvel cinematic universe, which is fine. I still really love it, but it's not, it's not giving me, it's um, not giving you the comic book Spider-Man. Like that's that I I experienced growing up. Yeah. yeah, And what, and what I, what I feel is nerds like me are holding back the advancement of things. So like take star Wars, you know, like these new star Wars movies come out, tons of kids are into the new star Wars movie and adults are all shitting on the last Jedi and are like, Oh man, this movie sucks and I'm done with star Wars forever and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, I get it. I mean, you have this childhood fandom that is now, now you have to be on board with like this new stuff that's going on. It may affect the way that you see things. And that's how I am with Spider-Man above and beyond all properties. And what I thought this movie did so well for Spider-Man is it let all versions of Spider-Man exist. And it gave nod, nod, nudge, nudge, wink, winks to all those versions, right? Like the Spider-Man from the Sony films uh, exist. The, they, they, you know, the end sequence that you made Ashley wait for had like the memeable moment from the 1960s series and then it, it but also Spider-Man well and this is where the spoilers come in there, there, right, there are like, characters they introduce in the post credits that could have implications for the, future, for the sequel but not the, for, not the 60s Spider-Man I think that was that was legit that, just a meme that, that was a, a legit just a joke but like it's you know and and they don't explain to you who Aunt May and Mary Jane and Peter are a zillion times. No. But they have like – like even in the comic books now with the One More Day storyline um, that, that was really con- uh, controversial a few years ago, they retconned Spider-Man's marriage because they wanted him to be a swinging bachelor. They couldn't take that he was married and that the next step would be having kids and all this sort of stuff because they want – him to always be in arrested development and they want people like kids to get in on him but the answer has has always been let that peter parker get older let him have life experiences his audience will follow him and introduce a new spider-man or new characters that will get the new generation in that they see themselves in and and this movie had its cake and let us have our cake and eat it too like i went and i saw the uh, Spider-Man with a pot belly that's my age that has been through all this stuff that is trying to, but then at the same time, the, the kid, uh, you know, kids and, and minority kids and all this have a new Spider-Man that they can look up to. That's going through the teenage stuff that's going, you know, that his hand is sticking to people's heads and, as he's so discovering good. his spider powers. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm ranting right now and I totally mm. recognize that, but it's just, I, I'm just so impressed with how they balanced, um, all these generations of Spider-Man, all these generations of fandoms, mm-hmm. humor with pathos, all of this stuff inside of an animated movie that looked amazing. It's just really, really impressive. I I just recommend everybody may, tries to see this movie in theaters while it while it's there because it's never going to look better than it does in theaters. Yeah, no, I I I agree with 
everything you said. I really, really enjoyed the movie. I was thinking about it constantly after I saw it. I listened to the Christmas album that came out with it quite quite extensively. I even and I'm not a hip hop guy, and I even listened to the um, the Spider Verse soundtrack with oh, all me the tracks. too. And, and I'm I really not a hip hop guy either. I'm like, I, I, it's growing on me, and yeah. I'm I'm always. Uh, Talking to my friends about like I just don't it, the top twenty Billboard songs are all hip hop songs, <laughs> yeah, I can't and I'm do always it. like I, I I don't get it I don't see understand the appeal but I'm into the Spider Verse soundtrack as well. That's how deep I am into this yeah. thing. I really I really enjoyed it, and like as soon as I walked out, you know, I, we talked a lot about this last episode. I I was able to get a four K setup uh, for Christmas, and I think the first four K Blu Ray I'm gonna buy is into the spider-verse because i really do want to see this again as soon as possible in in you know not to say that i have a home theater system but like in a 4k format i i think it's gonna look amazing and uh i I can't wait to see it ashley really enjoyed it as well um there's a lot of stuff in this film that uh really really shines uh like chris pine plays one of the spider-mans and he's He's hardly recognizable. Like you wouldn't even know it's him unless you look it up. I just, I don't know whether he's he's doing a voice, but it's just it's hard to because it, it's not Chris Pine's normal voice, but it is it is him voicing the the first Spider Man. Uh, yeah, that you're introduced and, to. And I I uh, did you watch New Girl at all, Ryan? I did, I did, and love Jake Johnson. The fact that he is the 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 tubby Spider Man. I said to Ashley, like, you know, the, the guy from uh, New Girl. That's the one of the Spider Man. Nick Miller. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so good in this, and he just he plays the th- that Spider Man so well. I just thought that so that good. was going to put me off before I watched it. I thought that, like, because not put me off, but take me out of the moment because I watched a fair amount of New Girl. I liked his character on that mm-hmm. show. I thought he was really funny. But it also it seemed like sort of an extension of who he was. And he is playing essentially Nick Miller playing Spider-Man in this film. But at the same time, it all melted away. And he's still hilarious. But, like, I, I really started to see him as this down on on his luck uh, Peter Parker, and that's not even getting into like Miles Morales and the the miraculous job they did creating create bring this character that Brian Michael Bendis created from the pages, and like having an audience get to know him while sort of shuffling all the origin and, and info about Peter aside. You're you know all this stuff already. Let's get to know this guy, you know, because yeah, it is and, a Miles uh, Morales you know origin movie. film, you know, and it yes. is his movie. Yeah, it just happens to have these other characters present and i really do think the way this movie wraps up that we are going to get some of the spin-offs that, have, that people have been talking to but uh, i think we are going to get uh we are going to get the miles morales sequel and and it is probably going to feature some of those extra spider-mans and and spider-women but honestly i think it's it's going to be probably 75 percent miles morales and and uh and 25 percent you know colin calling other spider-men for help and stuff i I think like this is the into the spider-verse movie universe like they'll they'll keep playing on that but i could see them i could see them doing relying on it less for a miles morales follow-up but i could be wrong i I can't wait to see what they do next i think the franchise-ness of this and i i i mentioned how that was annoying a little bit to me earlier Mm -hmm. is why award shows would be would be tentative about 
lavishing praise on some of these movies because they know like Black Panther, yes, it was a milestone, but it's part of this corporate enterprise of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So this this Into the Spider-Verse, they've already announced multiple sequels. You could see why they would be like, well, it's not as much a film as it is part of an empire um, and people be reserved about that. I feel this thing, if anything stands on its own in the superhero genre, this, this one does. Every, everybody, like, you might be like, do I need to know, what do I need to know about Spider-Man before going in? Not really anything. Honestly, if you didn't know anything about Spider-Man, you could still really, really enjoy this movie. But I think through osmosis, most people would have a basic understanding of, like, Peter Parker is Spider-Man, his Uncle Ben was shot, Aunt May, you know, is his, uh, helped raise him, he had a girlfriend mm-hmm. named Mary Jane. Like, very basic tropes, and you're fine. Like, you're you're fine uh, at that point, just enjoying an excellent, excellent movie. Just a quick pivot, you mentioned uh, your setup, mm-hmm. and uh, I immediately thought, like, I bought a new TV this year when I moved houses, it's like this and I did a ton of research and it's like this, it's an LG OLED 4K display. And honestly, I was in Best Buy the other day and it's still like the best looking TV in Best Buy and it makes everything look friggin' amazing. Like I was playing Smash Brothers on it, which is not like, I mean, a pixel pushing game. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe how good it looked. And right now, Gwen and I are, and I, I want to talk about this in a second, are playing the, the Zelda HD Wind Waker uh, mm. on Wii U. And it looks insanely good. Oh, that good. game looks so good. Even on if you were to boot it up on a GameCube, it'd probably look fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, I so I just think like when that 4K DVD comes out, uh, 4K Blu-ray rather, I I'm go- I'm gonna get it, to, and I'm sure it's gonna look amazing because the visual art really really uh, pops. And I saw it in 3d and I, mm. like, I generally don't like seeing movies in 3d. I it didn't take anything away. I'm not sure if it enhanced anything, but I think it mutes the colors a little bit. So I am looking forward to seeing like a, a, a color popping version, you know? So, yeah, no, I saw it in 3d as well. And I agree. It doesn't really get in the way, but it doesn't really offer this like, Whoa, you know, type experience. It's just, it's, it's nice. It's a great way to, to add on to the extra layer of getting out and going to the movies, but it's not a, it's not a deal breaker, but it's also not like a money maker type thing. Well, it is a money maker. It's for them, but not for you. <laughs> it's not making enough money. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is, is made a fair amount of money, but it should be making even mm-hmm. more money. So go, uh, yeah, go see that. And they're not paying us either. Um, the, uh, the, I just wanted to talk about Zelda real quick yeah. here while we're in the dungeons, uh, of which there are some in Zelda. Uh, we Gwen and I finished Captain Toad, and uh, we had a we had a really good time. And Captain Toad is an awesome game, and I really recommend it even for like adults and stuff. It's it's almost a purity of Nintendo's design. I mm-hmm. find really really neat, but it's it's almost like for a kid to watch it and not play it which is what Gwen was doing she's a little too young to play it it gets boring because it's like the same you're in a you know you have an environment you're rotating it you're kind of solving puzzles mm-hmm. uh, so but she enjoyed it but I've been kicking around the idea of Zelda because I, I know that she's very imaginative and 
I really, really wanted her to experience a Zelda game. She's so young, and I was like, oh, is this game too scary? I kept over-searching, checking everything. Is Wind Waker appropriate for a four-year-old to watch? You did a Twitter uh, uh, shout-out as well. Did you get I, anything I did, back on that? Yeah. Everybody said, yeah, it, wait, it's, she's too young. Like, uh, hmm. and, uh, not that there were that many votes, but like, she's, it, it's still, it's, so I was like, oh yeah. There's like swords you know, and there's attacking and stuff like, so like, I don't know. I guess you so can see yeah, that. What, what, what is your take? Like, what would your, for a four year old? Uh, I almost feel like I'm, it's tough because I think for me, I would have to explain to Caden uh, that Link is swinging his sword and sticks and hammers and stuff because he is trying to save the world, basically. Like you, you there are certain times when you're going to be able to swing a stick around, but you don't swing it at people. Like I'd have to make sure he understands that because I know what would happen. He would pick it up and he would start swinging stuff around. But Caden's only three, so maybe there's that difference of age where. Uh, where you'd be fine, you know? But Ryan, you 100% hit the nail on the head there in terms of what you as a parent should do and what I did as well. Mm -hmm. I recognize, you know what? I just need to have a conversation with Gwen before I play this game. Sure. So especially as a, a four-year-old. And I, I said something very similar. I was like, look, there's going to be fighting in this game. We're going to be, you know, swinging a sword. We're only ever going to be fighting monsters, and it's going on an adventure. It's part of this sort of thing. So I want you to be aware of that before we play, and if you have, you know, issues uh, or if I see anything, we're going to stop, stop playing. And the other thing I said is regarding scary stuff. If stuff is too scary, we'll turn it off. We'll stop playing. You need to let me know when it when it's too scary. Uh, and she was, and, and that conversation I think is super important. And yes, kids will say whatever the, to, to be able to play something, but I made her listen and she was listening and she's explained it to my, to, um, to both my mom and Jesse, I think at different points, uh, she's sort of explained like, Oh, you know, it's, we're just fighting monsters, but, uh, but we started playing Zelda the Wind Waker HD on the Wii U. It looks, I cannot get over how good it looks um, visually. Uh, it's a, it's so beautiful looking on the TV. Like it's crazy. And I've been playing Red Dead Redemption too. And I, I don't know, man, this game, this 2002 game may look better. Like, um, What's well, the stylized it, art of it? It's just it's timeless and the colors man. pop so much. Oh, it's crazy. It, but uh, I was worried about nothing. Like I built this up in my brain. Right. We started playing. We started talking to villagers. We started going on quests. She was loving it. It was cold outside. It was a perfect fit, and nothing about it is like offensive there might be scary bits later yeah but she, like some of the she, boss battles i could see like larger dragon yeah. there's a dread the first boss battle is the dragon in the, the lava area right yeah we're yeah. in that cave right now i sure. don't remember anything about wind waker by the way i i have no idea but you seem to remember like we're going up this dragon roost tower right yep. now there's a and, there is a well it's not a dragon it's a there is a dragon but it's like a centipede battle or i don't know but it, it's there's some stuff in it, and I think that um, I think I think you'll be fine. Like, I, it's it's based on each each kid. Like, if if for some, like Caden is not violent, 
and he understands when he's done something wrong. Like today, he uh, he basically tried to get down the stairs while Abby was going up, and basically bowled her over, and she went tumbling down slowly. You know, I caught her right. <laughs> yeah, and he understood. He understood he had done something wrong. He understood that he had hurt his his sister, and then he said sorry, and that he was gonna. He, he was to wait in his room while I cleaned up the dog bowl that went everywhere. Uh, and so he gets it. But so, like, if your kid is having those issues where, you know, they're they're violent or, or they, they emulate what's on the TV almost right away, then, of course, you're not going to show them, you know, stuff like that. Like, you're going to wait until they're ready. But Wind Waker HD is a, is a E for everyone game, if I'm... I believe that's correct. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It it's just that, like you know, I had been burned with Mario Odyssey a little bit, whereas we had a great time playing it. But she was scared of those rabbit uh, rabbits that stole that, and I was like, man, if she's scared of those rabbits and she's scared of Bowser, like Zelda's going to eat her up, right? Like Ganon and all that sort of stuff. I still think that you know, Wind Waker is a good fit. I think if you're looking for something that is cartoony with I think maybe we talked about this before, but like the Rabbids, uh, Mario plus Rabbids game, the only issue with that one is there is a bit of gunplay, but it's all like you're shooting ink and ice blasts at people, so nothing too different from uh, from what you experienced in, in Mario Odyssey. But that game would be really good in terms of its look and feel. But again, like it goes back to the whole animated violence. Like for us, it's like, oh, that's that is like childish no worries yeah you know it's not like it's grand theft auto or red dead redemption these are these are e for everyone games we're discussing that may that could be in the mind from the mind of a three or four year old could be extrapolated into like oh this is cool now i have the ability to hit people and and pretend to shoot guns and stuff i was like ah I think if you talk to your kids and and you it's a kid by kid basis you have to you have to understand what your child can handle and then go from there. I know for Caden, like, yeah, like we, like he, he, he moved on to, to PJ Masks and he's watching Paw Patrol still. Like, I'm not going to introduce him to something quite as advanced, but like he's watched me play Smash Brothers before and he enjoys the characters running around and, and interacting with each other. And the way we discussed it, it feels like just a kid like smashing action figures together. It's not nothing more than that to him. But if it was causing issues, like, yeah, well, we're not going to, we're not going to play this anymore. And and yeah. these and Wind Waker is is really um, I, the last Zelda game I had played w- was Breath of the Wild, which reinvents a franchise. Tons of good stuff has been said about Breath of the Wild. I love Breath of the Wild, but I almost forgot that purity of vision of the original, like the way Zelda games were, were made. Like everything, Wind Waker is almost the epitome of the, aside from the sailing element, you know, the the chimes when you open it when you unlock a door that the sounds when you open the chest mm-hmm. um uh, all of that stuff like you can see it working magic on her already when when we're opening the chest in slow motion and she's so excited to see what's in it but the other thing is the the, the puzzles um and that's that's why i got so caught up on link using his sword but he doesn't even really like you do fight but i i was thinking breath of the wild where you're 
fighting a lot in Breath yeah. of the Wild. Like Combat is a heavy feature in Breath of the Wild, but for for Wind Waker, it's it's few and far between. There is some cool stuff yeah. in there, but it's not a lot. You're, yeah, even the overworld, like you're sailing around in a boat. So you're not running around beating up dudes. You're you're sailing in the boat, and then you go into these places, and there's a lot of puzzles. I was actually surprised at at how little handholding some of the puzzles did early on. There's no way that she would have solved anything if it, it you know like if it hadn't been for me like you get this empty bottle and you have to like put it on a get water from the sea put it on a bomb plant grow the plant and like if you don't do that you can't blow up this thing and get to the next area and it's just there's it, it's clearly too, too old for her to play but and this has been my frustration is finding games what is the appropriate age for your kid to watch you play and to participate via you know commentary and all that if you go to a lot of websites they always talk about games as if the kid is playing it but what's becoming clear more and more clear is that kids are watching games um i was talking to a couple of ladies at my work today and they said that their kids like are they're trying to get them off youtube where they watch unboxings they mm-hmm. want and they there's like kids that do unboxings on YouTubes and other kids are watching them or there's, there's kids um, that are watching Twitch streamers and different like YouTube streaming. Often it's of appropriate content or certain games, but it might be Fortnite or it might end up being like call of duty and you've got to sort of jump in there. And, and so uh, kids are watching on that front. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything about these specific people, but I'm curious like if their kids are watching YouTube and 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 watching Twitch games, like do, do the parents in, engage with this content as well? So for us as gamers, like we're going to be playing games, and I'm sure we're going to try to be as involved with our kids as possible when they're playing games, and that's going to be part of the fun of them growing up uh, along alongside these games. Because Ashley has coworkers as well, where they're like, this kid was uh, he was. He, he had a bunch of Steam cards, but he, his, his grandparents kept giving him Steam cards, but he wants money for Fortnite, so we bought the Steam cards yeah, off of yeah. him. Then he gets a $50 Xbox card. It's like, well, he still wants the Fortnite bucks. And it's like, well, but the parents don't know anything about it. Like, they don't play the games. They don't no. know anything about the games. They just they just know that when I put scratch off this card and put it in the system, it doesn't give him Fortnite money, you know? Well, they were amazed in general that my kid that Gwen doesn't have her own tablet. Hmm. So so this is this is happening like they're getting it they're giving a tablet to their kid. Their kids are watching YouTube and you know how YouTube works. It's like there's pop-ups, hey, you may also be interested in this. Yeah. So they might just play a show on YouTube and then next thing you know they're down the rabbit hole of like YouTube related content. Uh so yeah, no, I definitely think I think I think screen time and and what kids are watching and all this what's more important is the conversations that you're having with your kids and like if you're doing it with them or if you're watching it with them or if you're playing something and they're watching that's a different quality of screen time than if you give them a tablet and leave them to their own devices in the corner you know like so yeah well that's why i like that's why i like netflix like uh kaden gets to watch tv when abby's napping and Abby's now, na- and thankfully Abby's moved to one nap a day, just from the standpoint of like she was sleeping a lot for two naps, and Caden was getting like more TV time than we were comfortable with, and we were trying to slice it up by like you know he's got his art station down here and playing with that, but um, I just 
like Netflix just works better because you know if you set up like a show, it'll play through that show until at least it reaches the end. And if and Caden's so great at it that if like he was watching PJ Masks, he went through the full season, then at the end it starts playing a trailer for like some trolls thing. And he's like, This is not PJ Masks, what's going on? And and he we were able to run in there and, and help him out. You know, this was an instance where we were trying to get some stuff I was trying to get stuff done in the office while he was watching tv but you're right like mass so much yeah (laughs) we've had that conversation on this show but um it's bad uh but um yeah like i don't have a device for caden um i don't know i i think for people who do that that's fine like again like they know their kids but for me whenever caden's watching youtube or or netflix on it on it on a phone he just he always has to hold it like right up at his face you know, and he's like crunched over it. And it's, I don't like it. It just gives me the, the the heebie-jeebies. And I try to explain to him like, hey, you know, you can see it if you move it back and you pull it back. And it's just, it's like an elastic. He just, he goes back to that, to that point. So for us, like when he's on the phone, it's usually like when we were potty training him, um, we'd say like, if you, you know, to, to get him to sit on the potty a little longer, it's like, oh, you, you can watch Paw Patrol for a little bit on, on the potty just to kind of get him used to it. You know, we use it as a as a <laughs> as a tool, I guess. A reward. Reward. Thank you. I was gonna say bribery. Reward sounds a lot better. Um, but yeah, like we don't we don't give him the tablet or, or the phone. Like he can just watch it on the TV when he has TV time. And and normally, I'd say ninety percent of the time, one of us is with him when he's watching TV, because um, he can go fly off a handle a little bit. But yeah, no, I I can't do the tablet thing. Maybe once they're older and he's playing games and stuff. But I I like to think that I will be able to set it up in a way where I can give him the tablet and feel there's no way he's going to be able to buy hundreds of dollars worth of in-app purchases or watch some dirty uh, Russian you know uh, scam video after watching a couple episodes of paw patrol you know like i, I like how that it, it started with dirty russian there was an uncomfortable pause and then it ended up with scam videos you know what i mean and yeah, i'm just yeah. i i hope i'm capable of that obviously i can't say that and 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 just walk into the into the sunset because like we're not there yet but i hope that uh that you and i and our generation will be and and there's some plus or minus in terms of years there and, and, and knowledge, but I hope our generation is very capable of utilizing the tools that are available uh, and parental control to make sure our kids have the appropriate access, you know, to... Uh, I just to find that stuff. hilarious because you and I, as adult gamers, are sure. approaching video gaming and screen time in what I think is an informed and, and pretty healthy manner. And meanwhile, there's a lot of parents who... Like people who look down on video games as kid stuff and, and, and who really, you know, it, judge are judgy mm-hmm. and at the same time going a complete other direction with regards to what, what you know, just letting their kids sort of run wild. And to be fair, my parents, like, they got me into games by getting a computer and encouraging me and stuff, but they never play games or watch games with me. That was my, you know, my thing. Mm-hmm. This is a different thing now. And I know we've talked a little bit about that before, but, but it's yeah. a different world we're in now. Yeah. I think like, you know, I look at uh, my parents, I look at Ashley's parents, you know, they, they, they raise their kids in a time where this, this, the opportunity to have these devices at home 
You know, they even they even raised kids through the, like the cell phone age where we got into smartphones, and that is you can see the difference in in these in these kids who were who are around you know a decade before the smartphone arrived and then you see these kids who who grew up in their teenage years when the smartphone arrived yeah and they're completely different and they treat it completely different and i i, I think like our kids are going to grow up there's going to be something that 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 arrives similar to the, the age of the smartphone and home consoles and stuff that is going to arrive you know during the teen years of our kids growing up i get it there's always something but hollow decks <laughs> maybe but i think like smartphones was a big thing and 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 you know home computing was another big thing the internet a huge thing are we gonna have something as quite as large for our kids i don't know there'll be something maybe it'll be like the resurgence of tamagotchis uh we found like three of them and uh Actually, someone found three of them. Ashley's sister found three of them, and then she a day later she comes back and is like, I'm just letting them die. They are too naggy. And I'm like, oof, oof, okay. You're a babysitter, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but, but she just said, like, it, it, was just, it was a lot of work. Those things were a lot of work. To her credit, those Tamagotchis were were much more work than, than kids. So Yeah, I never, I never had one. I had a Jurassic would... Park one. And I remember, like, I left it in my desk, and then someone on detention, like, uh, he, I come back, and he was on detention. He didn't have recess, and he says to me, um, oh, uh, just so you know, while you're away, I cleaned up three poops and fed your dinosaur. I'm like, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're doing God's work there. Thank you. Uh, Speaking of doing God's work, mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, moving out of maybe some of the dungeon topic, and I know it all merges together, it but does. like just just some of the 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 kid stuff that we've had going on in the the last little while. I touched on it a bit, but my baby is teething, and poor Jess, my wife, is not getting much sleep or oh. doing the. Uh, baby Advil and stuff, but there's only so much you can do. And you pair that with sickness and you don't know like, oh, is she running a temperature because she's sick or is she running a temperature because she's teething? So that's been a that's been a huge pain in our collective asses. Uh, but uh, yeah, how have, have things been going for you lately? Good. It's It's been a bit of a whirlwind couple weeks. And honestly, some of these, like as we were recording last week or last episode, uh, Ashley's older sister was in labor. Um, so now Caden and Abby have their first cousin uh, on on both our sides. So was she live streaming the show while giving birth? I doubt it because um, it sounds it. it sounds like she maybe was, though. I doubt it. I think she would have had a better time if she was. That's not true. That's not true at all. It probably would have been bad to experience what it's like to be uh, uh, to hear from from two dads of of age uh, two kids but no um so the cousins here we we met her for the i met her for the first time just this past weekend and um i gotta say that when you've had kids for a year plus you forget how small they are and they're like and then i'm just gonna be honest you see such a small baby and it's like oh man is that how small they are okay that's like like perfectly healthy baby but like comparing her to abby's like the way the way my brain works is like kids are never that small kids are only as small as my youngest child so abby's like a year and a couple months so anything under that is like oh i don't know if i can handle that again you know uh even though we are you know hoping to have our 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 third kid at some point in the near future but um jeez louise i know yes i know um 
nothing to announce here, by the way, but I'm just saying that it was an interesting thing to have because I've never, I've never been around babies that much. We were the first to have babies uh, on both our sides. So I haven't had a lot of experience outside of our own kids. Um, so it was interesting to experience that again. And obviously that mind, that, that thought like left my head immediately. I was like, okay, this is, you know, my niece. I, I welcomed her in. I held her for a little bit. Obviously I don't want to step on anyone's toes because there are tons of people who want to, want to hold the baby. Um, you know, moms and grandmothers and great grandmothers who are just all over that stuff. Uh, so I, I try not to get in their way or pull back a nub if I uh, try to take the baby. But, um, yeah, it was really exciting. Caden and Abigail are both very ecstatic to have a cousin. And uh, so that was fun. You do raise an interesting point, though. It mm-hmm. is funny. Like, if you become, like, if your first exposure to, like, a baby is, in a way, is being an uncle or, or being an aunt or being a, you know, like a, you, you have a baby cousin or whatever, yeah. then I find it's different than if you become a father first or a mother or whatever. Like, so I I had a kid and I was the first of my brothers to have a kid. And now my, my two brothers have had children at the same time that I was having or Jesse and I were having our second child. They were having their first. But that that means I'm now an uncle like to these, to these two kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, which is great. Like I like the fact, I like being an uncle and all that, but it definitely has less of a, it cheapens the effect a bit. Cause like it cheapens the effect. That's a good line. Yeah. Cause I, uh, this is, I'm the first, first time uncle. And I think like when you have, like for me, I, I, I met this, uh, my, my new niece, I'm an uncle now. And I'm kind of thinking like, all right, I guess I better go change, you know, Abby's diaper because she she just poops. So like this is, I think it'll become more special and important once all the kids are grown up just a little bit and they're able to interact and we're babysitting and all that fun stuff. I'm looking forward to that side of things because I haven't gotten to experience it. Obviously, Ashley's sisters and my brothers have experienced, you know, babysitting or being around in the house while the kids are sleeping, just making sure everyone's okay and safe. I'm looking forward to experiencing that side of things where I get to actually be an uncle, you know, and, and they understand who I am and, and have those interactions and interact. Cause I have a lot of great memories of interacting with my, you know, aunts and uncles and my cousins and stuff. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that side. But as of right now, yeah, it's like with already having kids, it, it's, it's awesome for them. It's special for them, but you know, and I'm letting them have that time. But for me, it's just like, it's, I'm looking forward to the future as opposed to like, and I, yeah. I never had like a cl- close uncle or aunt in the same way. Like I had a, an uncle that was kind of a friend of the family mm-hmm. um, and not a blood relative, but like I didn't really have, like all my uncles and aunts had kids at the same time as my parents. So it was exactly the situation that I'm in now, which is that like they weren't babysitting, they weren't taking care of us. Whereas like there's a lady at my work her sister has had kids and all this and she is like super aunt she takes the kids like once a week they get a break like yeah. there she's she has a very, she's going to have a very close relationship with them and you see these like uncles or aunts that are like really like involved in a kids in, in, in their kids um their niece or nephew's life but they they don't have kids them they don't have kids themselves or maybe they do late, later after they've developed this connection uh and so it, it is it is almost like a two-tone 
uncles and aunts process. You have like the really involved ones, and then you have the ones that are kind of like, which I'm sure I will end up being like a fun uncle who mm-hmm. I see at Christmas and Easter and when we hang out, but not like, not like I'm not taking my brother's kids to go <laughs> to the movies, you know, oh, okay. whatever. I'm taking my kids to go see the movies. Like maybe once in a while it'll be a birthday party or something mm-hmm. like that. But but it's no guarantee cousins are going to want to hang out together. No. Either. And I think that's where, and I also remember, you know, the interactions with my cousins where I was like, I don't really want to be around here right now, you know, around these specific folks. And when you're a kid, like, you always have those interactions with people you really like and people that you just don't get along with. Like, kids have these weird ways of clashing. And now, you know, I go home for a family gathering. We... You know, it, we had a gathering over the summer. It wasn't like the greatest of circumstances, but we still were able to get together as cousins, and 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 we all we all did just fine. You know, uh, being together in, in the same room. So at least I, I we have a family like that. But I, I it is just weird. It, it just felt it like I'll, I'll get used to it. It takes me a while to sort of acclimatize to this stuff, like new experiences. But so far, it has been really nice. And they're you know Ashley's sister and. And uh, her husband are, are going to make great parents. They're already having a, a fantastic time with their new uh, bundle of joy, and, and I'm just looking forward to the the one thing I am one thing I'm really looking forward to is being on the other side of that. Oh my god, I haven't seen her in like two months, and she's completely changed. I'm imitating my mother, because um, like I've never Whoa. been on this. Yeah, it's Bob almost like Murphy she was slam. here. No, no, that's just what she sounds like. Um, it's not really a slam if I'm, Im- I'm imitating her, not making fun of her. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm looking forward to being on that side of it where that experience of like, not that I, don't, oh man, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this. You know what I mean though. Like you have your kids, you see them every day, and then you're suddenly going to have this this kid that's connected to your family, but see them, you know, at special occasions and occasional uh, drop-ins and stuff and, and seeing that progression uh, from the other side is, is going to be really cool too, I think. I think yeah no I, I I do as well I don't mean to demean it it's just a different experience I think we you're you're cheapening like the uncle experience uh, when when you have kids first that's like one of the down you know downsides yeah. of it I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anyone who's like you know looking for an excuse to tell their wife about not having kids yet it's like oh I don't want to cheapen my uncle experience <laughs> you know like that that line probably is not going to no. work and it's also not not really you know, enough to put off having kids. Just yeah. have kids, you lazy bastards. Yeah, come on, guys. Someone's got to do it first. I, I figured, you know, looking at my at my family and, and Ashley's family, I kind of figured we would be we'd be the first. Not that we had, you know, suddenly had our lives together quicker than anybody else. It's just it was uh, we were we were more ready, I think, than other folks uh, in the family. And I am. I, I learned this. I am the oldest uh, in terms of Ashley's family, so. To kind of makes sense. Um, Caden uh, is also we we started potty training him shortly after Christmas, and actually I think after New Year's, and he's like pretty much he's in that phase where he's good to go. Like he's asking Caden, Caden, he's doing a great Woo. job. He's asking him to go poop, uh, which is which is a great step because cleaning that up was a real mess. Um, <laughs> and then for for Pease is a little weird. Like he's holding it a lot longer, almost to the point where he's forgetting. That he has to go pee, and then he he has occasionally an accident, but he's really broken up about it. So he'll he'll do the old like um, 
like weird crotch walk from the corner. He's like, and he freaks out because he's he's peed. And I was like, oh, okay, buddy, come on over. And so he's been doing really well. He's asking to go pee when we go, you know, grocery shopping and stuff. Like, so whenever we go shopping, we have to make sure there's like a public bathroom. Um, and he's uh, he's doing pull ups in the middle of the night, so he's not. Sometimes I, I think four nights in a row he woke up with no with a dry diaper, which is which is excellent. Um, and the other thing is he started sleeping in his in a bed. Just one night we have a bed in his room. One night he just says like I want to sleep in the bed, and we were like, uh, "Are you sure you're ready for that, buddy?" And because him being in the crib is awesome because you you put him in the crib and you know exactly where he is. He's never tried it's to. It's a prison. Out. Exactly, it's a baby prison, um, and it's the safest place for him. So. But then he wanted to be in the bed, so we tried it out. The first night, it took a while to kind of, you know, keep him in the bed. But then yeah. once he was in there, he was good. But now now we have the experience of him being in the bed instead of the crib. So that at like 6.30, 6 o'clock, if he hears Abby wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning, he will get up out of bed and walk to our room and be like, hey, it's morning. <laughs> which is this weird surreal experience that we've never had before oh well i you know like you're in my wheelhouse now that is a hundred percent what gwen does (laughs) uh and uh honestly actually tonight uh, and last night she's back to uh and and this is like kaden just you know re-picked up potty training i know you guys have have tried before and so you're you're going you're going back and, and trying again. Well, for us, it's Gwen sleeping by herself in her room. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she she lies down, but she's like, I'm too scared. I need you to lie on the futon or whatever and blah, 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 blah. So we'll stay there until she falls asleep. And I know that sounds bad and sounds sets a bit pre- bad precedent. But we've tried to get out multiple times. We've tried to do stuff. And it's tough because she'll make it throw a fit. The baby's next door. It's like waking her up and 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 Gwen is legitimately scared and has been you know has been shaking and been you know had nightmares and so we got into this bad habit and it's been really really hard to break and sometimes she'll fall asleep really fast and it's not a big deal it's like I'll read her a book I'm saying okay night night I'll sit here while you fall asleep she falls asleep in five minutes I leave no biggie but there are nights that it takes her like an hour and a half to fall asleep and you're stuck on the futon like or you i in my case i fall asleep myself and then it screws up my entire sleep cycle so finally she's trying she's committed to trying again to try to fall asleep and she did it last night by herself um i'm not convinced that she will have done it tonight i'll hear after this <laughs> if she did but it is i guess i would say to your story and and my experience like if as parents if you if you guys hit a red roadblock with a kid like don't feel like it has like failure is okay like come back mm-hmm. and do it again like give it some time and, and do it when everybody's ready yeah like it's a new experience uh, honestly when it comes to potty training i was uh we are having an issue with caden where he's refusing to bathe like he he, he you put him, you go to put him in the bathtub and he literally like takes his feet and like tries to cling to the edge of the edge of the uh, the bathtub and he screams like i'm not zuma which is the <laughs> paw patrol pup who likes <laughs> who likes the water he says he insists he's not zuma he's and, definitely rocky yeah that exactly and only you know hardcore paw patrol fans will get that one 
Uh, but uh, it, no, it's essentially the plot to every episode. Um, but uh, <laughs> basically, uh, he he's refusing to go in the bath, so we have to force him for a little bit, and then he gets uh, accustomed to it, and he's okay as he plays with toys and stuff. But today, I it was one of those moments where he surprised me, and then I actually got him, uh, you know, undressed for bath, took his diaper or took his underwear off, and he was running around naked. And I'm like, I'm like trying to get bath ready, and all of a sudden I come in and I see he's sitting up on the toilet by himself, going pee by himself, and I'm like, buddy, are you did you Ashley, did you put him up here? And he's like, no, he he just climbed on up onto the big big toilet and went went to the bathroom. And honestly, it was like it was it was crazy surprising like it sounds weird but yeah there are moments of failure there are moments where you have to like struggle to get your kid to do what you know he he or she needs to do uh but then there are other moments where they just like completely surprise you and 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 take these lessons you've been trying to teach them for the last couple weeks and just action it on their own and it's it's crazy um i was mentally picturing that scene in my mind and when when katie's on there and you're like you turn turn to him and he's sitting on the toilet naked and he's peeing and you're and you turn to Ashley and did you did you put him there and she said no and then you look at Caden and, and you're like did you do that yourself and he says yes that the Xbox achievement score would just pop up <laughs> on the top and be like potty training 10 achievement points or whatever Ryan's like fist pumping uh, uh, but like yeah it really does feel like parenting achievements when these things happen and like to your point about the little kids like seeing a baby and you're like when I see a baby and I have a nine month old yeah when I see a see a baby i'm like oh that's the beginning that's like the start of a game i'm just restarting like the witcher 3 or breath of the wild like it's like a baby is like restarting a multi-hundred hour game or whatever and And that's i think that's lost all your progress that well yeah not to to, yeah not to dig too deep in that one but yeah like if that's what it is to me like not to be dark or anything but it's like it's just a little unnerving because you've done it before but it is hard work um it's hard work worth doing but uh it it just it it was weird like i knew it wasn't i knew she wasn't my baby i wouldn't have to do much of really anything just kind of support the family um and and you know when we're ready we'll be ready but right now is is not the time but uh yeah, and and uh, Caden turned three. We had a, so oh, I, congrats! Yeah, I had a question about this because obviously you see some parties like we have family members who post all of our Facebook when when their kids have birthday parties. We didn't throw like a because Caden doesn't. Like, how do I put this? Like Caden doesn't have like friends that he would invite over. He's still quite young. Like, when do you start throwing birthday parties for these kids? Like, three, like, you always hear, oh, I'm going to this two-year-old's birthday party. And it's like, he didn't really have a birthday party. We just had a dinner with family, right? Uh, it depends on the kid. It depends what you want. It depends on a lot of stuff. Like, uh, like Gwen was huge into birthdays as of, like, two, you know? Like, she was hmm. like, oh, you know, she attended birthdays. Um through like daycare people would invite her and she That's would go true. and then when it was her birthday it was like a, a big deal uh g- birthday number one is generally like family and mm-hmm. they come they come over and and um honestly like it's uh, it's it's kind of especially 
Clara's birthday number one is coming up very soon, my baby, and it'll be very anticlimactic in the sense yeah, that, like you know, more of a she, family gathering. Yeah, more of a family gathering, and then and then two and 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 three and four, it it starts. It just starts ramping up more and more uh, every year, and, and as the kid gets to know people, as they go to kindergarten or as they go to preschool. Um, or if your friends and family, like you guys were the first, mm-hmm. but like for, for me, there was a, we were the first, we were part of a wave of friends that had kids almost like, like my, one of my best friends had his son six weeks before I had my first daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so like, I mean, we're really, it's, we're totally on the same, same schedule and, and that makes my life easier for parties, for whatever. Right now, Gwen has to hang out with my friend's kids, you know, like she's just starting to choose who she wants to hang out with now. Right. I guess uh, once but- school starts, it'll be a little different, but, uh, yeah, it was, a. Uh- it was, oh, it will be for sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The parties were fun. It was fun to hang out with Caden and, and watch him open guests. But the one fun story I will tell, and then we'll we'll wrap up. But uh, it was um, he's at that age where he's already starting to recognize clothes, and and he reacts in a way that is like, oh, buddy, you can't you can't react that way, because <laughs> he opened a gift at his nanny's, and Ashley, I wasn't there, but Ashley said like, yeah, he opened it, and he's like, oh, clothes thanks i guess yeah. and walked away <laughs> it's like he's a kid what do you think he's gonna do like he's three oh, uh, honestly like i distinctly remember feeling gifts under mm-hmm. the tree at christmas and being like this one's soft garbage you know like like it was i kids don't care about or to be fair boys more don't care about clothes and i know that sounds sexist but like gwen uh my eldest actually got some clothes at Christmas and, and spark, sparkly shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was keen into them much more so than I ever was for clothes as a kid. But I definitely identify with Caden, man. I yeah. remember hating clothes as gifts. Yeah, he was, uh, he, I mean, well, it's because the rest of the family kind of like spoils him with toys. So even us, we have to like balance it out. Like we don't, we just, we just buy the clothes that he needs. Uh, but, but yeah, we usually just, he gets toys. He got a fish. Uh, for his birthday, we picked it out at the store. He really liked it, and uh, we we went into the store knowing we were getting a fish. But so it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. It's been a it's been a busy couple weeks with the kids. So um, I was saying to Ashley, I'm looking forward to to kind of you know slowing things down and, and enjoying some time with them and stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun as we continue our adventures. Will we survive next week, Ryan? <laughs> Will we be alive? Well, with uh, listener feedback from our fantastic listeners like Derek, who says he's about three months behind on all of his podcasts, but he wanted to say that he's been really thoroughly enjoying Dungeons and Diapers, even with his kids being older than what we have. Uh, And he says, keep up the great work. Thank you, Derek, for shouting out on Twitter to us about Dungeons and Diapers. We really do appreciate all the great feedback we've been getting. Enjoying the live shows. If you want to catch the live shows, we record Every other Tuesday at eight thirty, best case scenario, right? Yes, that sounds right. Tuesdays yeah. eight thirty. Other Tuesdays, not the bad Tuesdays, just the good Tuesdays. Yeah, and sometimes at eight, but mostly at eight thirty. Hope that helps you. It does. Sometimes Wednesdays, sometimes Tuesdays, depending on whether we find the power, rings of power. So. I I will I will say that. Um, 
that that uh, it's in the title. The diapers is in the title, mm-hmm. and that infers very much so that we're talking about parenting from from an angle uh, where our kids are are you know very young, and that obviously shines through. Um, feedback or emails or, or sharing your experiences with older kids, we would love to hear and read them on the show. I I, I give you an example. We spent a lot of time talking about Into the Spider Verse. Never did we talk about bringing our kids to see it uh even though it's an animated film you know and it, by all in, a, accounts would be a, a movie that perhaps kids would go see um but mm. our kids are just way too young it, it's it's got scenes of violence in it it's got it's got you know deaths it's, it's got, got whatever deaths, yeah. it's not it, it's gr- like an, an eight a nine a ten year old i think would absolutely would blow their mind they'd love it but we don't talk about that we don't we don't even approach that angle because it's not our world right now mm-hmm. but we do i think like in in the interest of sort of commiserating and sharing parenting experiences knowing what's next and all that if you guys have experiences like that you want to share tips you want to share we would love to hear them yeah that sounds great for sure um so let me see. Let me do the business here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can visit us on the web at tgistudios.com slash dad. All our old episodes are on there. Uh, if you are behind, you can check them out. You can email all that that wonderful call out that we just did in terms of getting your feedback, your input. Um, dad at tgistudios.com. We'd love, we'd love to hear you. If you don't want to send us an email, you just want to follow us on Twitter. Well, you can find Ryan at rmurphy and myself at Crofton steers one word uh because i don't think twitter allows spaces underscore uh oh yeah right so no underscore at Crofton steers uh and yeah send us you can send us your comments uh there as well ryan just read the tweet from uh derek on the show we we love to hear it really really keeps us going as Mm -hmm. well uh positive feedback our heads aren't too big yet uh so yeah let 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 us let us know and and criticism also also not welcome i mean welcome whatever um so that's gonna do it for this episode ryan do you have any parting thoughts uh not really but yeah i guess we'll see how the uh, adventures in literally trying to uh leave diapers behind goes over the next two weeks looking forward to that yeah i hope you're alive uh <laughs> that'll do it I'm Crofton. He's Ryan. We'll see you next time. Have a great couple of weeks, everybody. Bye, everyone.